This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. On the line. Gay and lesbian news and interviews. With Dean Beck. Made in Melbourne for Australia and the world. Now, it is uh, my great uh, pleasure to welcome to the studio, I'll see if I get this right, <laughs> I haven't even rehearsed this with him, Lefteris Pat Lamont, oh, I tried and tried, okay, Pat Lamazogalu. That's very well done. It's nowhere near it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you are studying a PhD That's in right. uh, psychology and it's, you're doing a, um, a PhD for our community, really. Mm. Um, many people lose a partner. True. Um, through whatever means, mm-hmm. and that has to impact their relationships later on. Absolutely. But and we don't know anything about it. Well, we don't know enough about it, yes. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to... So what? Uh, why is this an area that we haven't studied? There are so many people, particularly you know, in the, uh, throughout uh, the AIDS crisis in the early uh, 90s mm. that lost partners. That's right. Yeah, well, there is some research, mainly from the 90s. Right. Uh, that's focusing on the experience of losing a same-sex partner. Um, but that's usually focused on the experience of losing a same-sex partner to a reason related to HIV yeah. or AIDS. Okay. Right? So we know some things about it. Uh, but what I'm, I'm mostly interested in is investigating the experience of losing a partner, a same-sex partner, to something that's not related to HIV. So maybe prostate cancer or breast cancer Anything or else. car crash or whatever. That's right, yes. Yeah. And that's mainly because um, HIV is no longer a terminal disease. Yeah. It's more like a chronic disease. Um, and also there's lots of stigma and um, disenfranchisement around HIV. Mm-hmm. Sure is. So, yes. And um, the reason, actually, I, f- I came across probably two published researches that have investigated this specifically, but none of these have investigated the, um, the impact of this experience on subsequent relationships. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's such a fascinating field. Oh, I'm glad you're saying this. Tell me about uh, your studies in psychology. Mm-hmm. What, what motivated you to take uh, that particular path? Oh, that's a long journey, <laughs> going back to a few years. Uh, well, initially I was interested to see how people work, how <laughs> I work and how people function. Have you come up with any answers yet? Uh, <laughs> let, knock on my door about 15 years from now and I'll let you know. <laughs> it's a, an evolving space. Um, Very much so. And, you know, we see the, the, the psychology Bible being updated from time to time. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, it's also evolving space in things like um, plasticity, which mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. we, we thought was a fixed entity as mm-hmm. far as our brain was concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neuropsychology, neuroscience in general is, is making great progress. And, uh, of course, psychology is involved with that to some extent. Yeah, it's amazing what um, we have discovered recently in psychology and also what we discovered in psychology that we thought we knew, but we proved to be wrong. Yeah, We yeah. probably be wrong. So, um, yeah, we keep updating those manuals and yeah, anything really in psychology uh, from the past 10 years is uh, recent. Uh, anything before that is quite obsolete, unless it's classic, of course. 
what is your motivation? Is it to go down an academic route? Is it to go down a, a counselling route with um, people and be in a private practice? What What do you want to do? Mm. Well, um, I'm. I'd like to have a bit of everything. Yeah, I, I'm a family counsellor already, so I'd like to keep some counselling, uh, probably uh, like two or three days a week. Uh, then do some research, maybe another couple of days a week, and some. Um, some teaching, maybe some something within academia. Of course, that that may sound like <laughs> a few things to to handle, but we'll see how we go. There are many that do it. Uh, Where there are, have, yeah, have a you know a, a toe in each camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 a counselor or a psychologist mm-hmm. tends to uh, base a lot from lived experience. You're Absolutely. a young fellow, um, young looking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe young looking. I don't, how old are you? 28. Okay. Well, that's still mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of this can be done from an academic basis and how much has to be uh, living life? I think, it's, I, th- I think that's what amazes me about psychology and counselling, that um, it's part science, part experience, part art. There's a yeah. Mass, yeah, of okay. course. Um, there's definitely an art to being... Uh, a counselor and relating sure. some. Of course, there's so much research about um, counselling skills and how to relate, how to understand what to say. But it, I think a big part of this is personal experience. Has to be, yeah. Insights, uh, absolutely, of course. And also uh, techniques. I mean, you can again, you can write techniques of uh, mm. relating to people and being with people. But um, you mm-hmm. know, there, there is there is an art to that. Um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So your counselling work, um, mm-hmm. when you say families, That's do you right. work in LGBTI families or um, uh, rainbow families or standard um, heterosexual families? What, what do you do? Um, with families in general. Okay. I work at the moment at a post-separation counselling service. Mm-hmm. So most of my clients are court-ordered and some of these have been same-sex couples that have had um, a separation in the past and there are children involved mm. in the cases so um, yeah I had, I hope to see all members of the family and the children which is not always possible How do you keep uh, a level head in this space because we must Ooh. get some really challenging um, cases before you Yes I do um, well I've got a very good support from friends from family uh, Is that about I debriefing afterwards? It's, it's, it's self care it's self care okay. look I prefer to debrief with my colleagues mm-hmm. Um, we have supervision on a weekly basis and on a needs basis as well. So I prefer to keep the case and discussions sure. around them within work. Does that debrief process, what does mm-hmm. that look like? Because there are some counsellors that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after a number of years, they don't think they need that, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Wh- why do you actively engage in that process? Well, Or is it a case I have to with your studies? Well, part of it we have to. Yeah. Um, and all registered psychologists do have to do at least 10 hours of supervision a year. But also, um, it, it's something that we do because it keeps us going. And mm. to get you know, some validation, some guidance, some stimulation to think what might work better, what okay. could I have done differently. I imagine there's got to be a fair amount of self-care in a space of post-traumatic stress for the the, the psychologist. Um, you know, you must mm. be bombarded with horrific mm. situations all the there time. There are some horrific situations, yes, there are, you're right. 
Um, and the right cases where I, I've had to um, co-work with some of the colleagues as well, so that you know we make sure that we're doing the right thing, as I said, and that um, we debrief, we get the stress out. Sometimes when we sit in group supervision, we cry, we mm. we we do let it all out, and of course, outside of this, there's the um, self strategies. Uh, for example, cycling. I, I cycle um, to work as often as I can. And usually, you know, when I get on my bike after uh, a full-on day and I I ride down the hill, I feel like I shed that professional... Oh, wow. You know, like the wind is kind of shedding that professional um, um, thought or thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. process away from me and I slip back into my personal life. So I try... Boundaries, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I try to um, keep the boundaries quite clear, as clear as I can. That's a beautiful uh, explanation. Thank you. Hopefully Lefteris. it makes sense. You're We're speaking to Lefteris, who's studying a PhD in psychology. Uh, we're talking about uh, some of those uh, techniques that he does to protect himself, but we'll find out more about his area of study after the mm-hmm. break. Um, he's looking at bereavement experiences from same-sex partners, the impact that has on their later uh, life relationships. Bringing you the best news and views... <laughs> You're with Dean Beck. Joy 94.9. My guest in the studio is Left Terrace, who's doing a study in how our relationships are affected by the death of a partner and what that means to new relationships. Now, he's looking for same-sex attracted lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgender and intersex, queer or others from our community who have lost a same-sex partner due to causes that are not related to HIV. And uh, this research will inform a publication, his PhD, of course, but um, hopefully it'll be in a hardcover and go global and viral and all that, mm-hmm. uh, and change the world of psychology. Um, what are you looking at? Is, is there an age? Uh, there isn't. No? No. Okay. Well, you have to be over 18, of course. Sure. Um, and because there's, no, there's not enough research before so we we'll keep this quite open and that that i guess is uh, good but you still need mm-hmm. people to put their hand up how long is it going to take and is it an interview process how does what does it look like so people will find get in contact with me somehow <laughs> we'll give out the details at the end and okay. i'll also put yeah. it on our uh, <clears throat> on our podcast page for ah, this thank you um so um it's a two-stage Research, so it's a longitudinal project. Um, at each stage, the participants are required to fill in an online survey of about ten minutes or so, and then three or four days after this, we'll have a face-to-face interview. It might be Skype or over the phone if they live in the state. And um, that's and the process. That interview process will take about an hour. Okay, so for an hour and ten minutes, mm-hmm. um, you can really change the world. And on, I mean, ultimately, you want this to educate other psychologists about how to handle this and public and everyone. Yes, yeah, yes. That's a pretty good raise thing. some awareness. I'm trying. Now, I happen to slip a copy of your flyer down to uh, our good friends at the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard, who were Thank you. very impressed, and mm-hmm. uh, they get this sort of thing all the time. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I guess. For those who are looking to form a new relationship after mm. the death of a partner, mm. they may be doing things that are sabotaging their possible new relationship mm-hmm. out of not having fully dealt with some of the grief and loss. Possibly, yes. Like everybody. We all do know, that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, your job is to fix it. 
pretty much. To to understand it first, <laughs> <laughs> and then I can suggest probably ways of possibly fixing it. <laughs> uh, we are complex characters. I uh, I really admire uh, people who go down the path of trying to help others in this space. It is um, it is no easy task, and there are good mm. ones and bad ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why is that? Sure. Something that they can do and others clearly can't. Um, Your motivations, Mm -hmm. did did that come out from a, to study this area? Um, Why this? um, Because I do identify as part of the LGBTI community. And I wanted to, I was always very attracted to research in psychology. And I realized this time last year that I wanted to do something to give back to the community. So I thought, yeah, let's spend three years or four doing a PhD. <laughs> but this is a, a very specific area that, it is. that, as you've identified... It is quite niche, yeah. There's, there's not a lot in it. That's true, that's true. And, of course, it, uh, uh, because it is a PhD research, it, it has to be yeah, quite sure. unique and provide genuine research to the field. But after so many people with the PhD after their name, you know, you wonder mm. whether there are all, many gaps left, but clearly... Well, there's always a gap. Now, you will be reimbursed if you contribute to this study. Uh, there is a gift voucher to a major supermarket uh, to the value of $50. And um, more importantly, you mm. will contribute to Left Aris's PhD. It is uh, authorised by Monash University's Ethics Department. That's right. Um, you won't be asked any questions that are unethical uh, unless he wants your phone number for other reasons. <laughs> and that's a personal thing. So uh, the two-stage process is uh why are they 10 months apart uh, because we, we we would like to see what's changed in those 10 months okay so the mm-hmm. survey if being anything, the survey and the interview will take place at each stage oh in both the two stages mm. gotcha yes okay so when do you get your gift voucher not till you finish the second one well you get part of it <laughs> after the first one <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Fair yes, enough. Because we do seek commitment to both stages. Yeah, of sure, sure. Look, it is a very important to contribute to a study like this. I always uh, welcome the opportunity to promote them. And I thank you, Lefteris, for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you can get in contact uh, with Lefteris by checking out what's the Facebook page? Uh, it's called The Bereavement Experience of Same-Sex Partners. Say that again. The, the Bereavement Experience of Same-Sex Partners. Bereavement Experiences of Same-Sex Partners on Facebook. Or go to our podcast page for on the line, joy.org.au forward slash on the line. I'll put it up there later today and uh, the links will be there. Thanks again. Excellent. Thank you very much. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.